Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our study of the Bible. Here we study the Bible. We aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we've done 31 chapters of the book of Jeremiah and also 23 books of the Bible that we have done so far. If you've not been able to listen to the podcast we've done straight from Ju- the book of Genesis. You can find them on our app. That's Bible In-Depth Network. All on all podcast platforms. That's Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Name it. You will be able to find us there. If you've not been able to listen, I believe the Lord shall also reveal his word to you as you listen. So, please take time and go there. We are right now handling the book of Jeremiah. We've done 31 chapters, and today I want us to start with chapter 32. And it starts by saying, The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the tenth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, which was the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar. Remember, Zedekiah is a king that has been placed there by Babylon. yeah, And uh, he comes after Jehoachin who is also known as Jeconiah, is taken into captivity with all his family and the top leadership and those who were, who were top in business. They were taken in the year that uh, Jeconiah is taken. And when he's taken away, Nebuchadnezzar appoints Zedekiah, who is believed to have been a cousin of Jeconiah to become the king of Judah. So, This word comes to him, Jeremiah, while the captivity has started. And Zedekiah is king. Remember, some people go off and are taken into captivity, but there are those that remained in Judah. And now, these are the ones over which Zedekiah is king. Now, at the time, the army of the king of Babylon was besieging Jerusalem. And Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the guard which was in the house of the king of Judah, because Zedekiah king of Judah had shut him up, saying, Why do you prophesy, saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am about to give this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will take it, and Zedekiah king of Judah will not escape out of the hand of the Chaldeans. Of course, here they mean the Babylonians, but he will surely be given into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will speak with him face to face and see him eye to eye, And he will take Zedekiah to Babylon, and he will be there until I visit him, declares the Lord. That was the message that uh, Jeremiah was giving Zedekiah. Remember, when he's placed to be king in Judah by Nebuchadnezzar, Zedekiah is supposed to pay tribute to Babylon. He's supposed to show the... He's practically under Babylon. But what does Zedekiah do? He tries to form alliances so that they fight and overthrow Babylon, overthrow the, the, the captivity of Babylon. And that is the reason why Nebuchadnezzar comes to fight and take over Jerusalem, come and take over Judah. Even though I had, he says, even though he had put Zedekiah as king, he's now coming to take him away and completely destroy them because. They are trying to turn against him. So, 
Jeremiah gives a prophecy and says they are coming for you. And that does not make Zedekiah happy. And Jeremiah went on and said, if you fight against the Chaldeans, you will not succeed. Of course, by uh, normal terms, Babylon is a superpower at this time. It's quite evident if you try to fight them, you cannot overcome them. So, he just hits it on to make him know better in case he had forgotten. This is a superpower. You're not going to just get a few nations there to ally and uh, you overthrow Babylon. So he tells him, you will not succeed. And Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came to me saying, behold, Hanamel, the son of Shalom, your uncle, is coming to you, saying, buy for yourself my field, which is at Anatoth, for you have the right of redemption to buy it. Same family. So they can be able to do that transaction. Then Hanamel's uncle's son came to me in the court of the guard, according to the word of the Lord, and said to me, buy my field because that is Anatot, yeah, which is in the land of Benjamin. For you have the right of possession and redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this is the word of the Lord. That's the confirmation Jeremiah gets. I bought the field which was at Anatot from Hanamel, my uncle's son, and I weighed out the silver for him, 17 shekels of silver. I signed and sealed the deed and called in witnesses and weighed out the silver on scales. Now, he is making a transaction here. There is something key. He makes sure it's exact. Weighs it to be exact. Or sometimes we do things and we are not doing them justly. Yeah, but Jeremiah purchasing this land, purchasing this field, he makes sure he does everything exact. It's perfect. He even gets witnesses. Yeah? When you're doing transactions, do them openly. If you are land transactions, do them openly. Declare the right thing. That's what he does here. Then I took the deeds of purchase, both the sealed copy containing the terms and conditions and the open copy, and I gave the deed of purchase to Baruch, the son of Neriah, the son of Masseh, in the sight of Hanamel, my uncle's son, and in the sight of witnesses who signed the deed of purchase before all the Jews who were sitting in the court of the guard. Remember, they would take a copy that would be kept. Yeah. So this is one he's taking to be kept officially. And I commanded Baruch in their presence, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts. What does he say? The God of Israel, take these deeds, this sealed one, this sealed deed of purchase, and this open deed, and put them in an earthen wedge that they may last a long time. That's how they would preserve yeah, their information. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards will again be bought in this land. He's saying, yes, there is captivity, but that will pass and people will come back, make a life here. They will purchase lands. They will own these things once again. After I had given the deal of purchase to Baruch, the son of Neriah, then I prayed to the Lord, saying, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. Who shows loving kindness to thousands but repays the iniquity of fathers into the bosom of their children after them. O great and mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name. 
great in counsel and mighty indeed, whose eyes are open to all the ways of the sons of men, giving everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. Now that's key. Is a just God. He will give you according to what you've done. He repays according to what you've done. Mm-hmm. And here he says, Who has set signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, and even to this day, both in Israel and among mankind? And you have made a name for yourself as at this day. You brought your people Israel out of the land of Egypt with signs and with wonders, and with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm, and with great terror, and gave them this land, which you swore to their forefathers to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. They came in and took possession of it, but they did not obey your voice or walk in your law. They received the promise, then started to walk in disobedience. You receive the salvation, then you start to walk in disobedience. You receive the grace of God, then you start to walk in disobedience. They have done nothing of all that you commanded them to do. Therefore, you have made all this calamity come upon them. There's judgment when you don't obey God. There's calamity when you don't walk with the Lord. And says, Behold, the siege ramps have reached the city, and take it, and the city is given into the hand of the Chaldeans who fight against it because of the sword and the famine and the pestilence. And what you have spoken has come to pass, and behold, you will, you see it. You have said to me, O Lord God, buy for yourself a field with money, and call in witnesses. Although this city is given into the hand of the Chaldeans. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? There is a word that comes out here to us. That there is nothing that is hard for God. He's asking Jeremiah, but he's also asking you today. Saying, I am the Lord. The God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? What are you going through? God says, I am the Lord. The God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? You're scared to go to work today because of something that they've told you is going to happen at work. It's danger time. You didn't meet your targets or whatever it is. Or there's trouble. Or your boss wants to fire you. And God says, behold, he tells you clearly, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? God can turn your fortunes. God can turn that state. God can give you better standing. God can help you. Matthew chapter 19 verse 26 tells us, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. There is assurance to you from God that all things are possible. He can turn those fortunes around. He can give you a better story. He can change that what is happening. Do not be afraid. Just like he asks here, Jeremiah says, Is there anything too difficult for me? Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I'm about to give this city into the hand of Chaldeans and into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he will take it. This is confirmed 
whatever Zedekiah does is joking. Yeah? It's going to be taken. The Chaldeans who are fighting against the city will enter and set this city on fire and burn it with the houses where the people have offered incense to Baal on their roofs and poured out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger. Indeed, the sons of Israel and the sons of Judah have been doing only evil in my sight from their youth. For the sons of Israel have been provoking me to anger by the work of their hands, declares the Lord. Now, the people always argue, does God get angry? What are we reading here? What is it saying? Yeah, he's provoked to anger. Indeed, this city has been made, has been to me a provocation of my anger and my wrath from the day that they built it even to this day so that it should be removed from before my face because of all the evil of the sons of Israel and the sons of Judah which they have done to provoke me to anger. They, their kings, their leaders, their priests, their prophets, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, they have turned their back to me and not their face, though I taught them teaching again and again, they would not listen and receive instruction, but they put their detestable things in the house which is called by my name to defile it. So they were defiling the temple as well. They built high places of Baal that are in the valley of Ben-Hinnom to cause their sons and daughters to pass through fire to Molech. Yeah, this, this was a god, Molech, that they were serving. Yeah? which had not commanded them, nor had it entered in my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Now therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel, concerning the city of which you say, it is given into the hand of the king of Babylon by sword, by famine, and by pestilence. Remember, the first word was, when they come to take you into captivity, you should all go. Remember, we looked at that. That those who stay behind, you will suffer by sword, by famine, and by pestilence. And now it's being spoken here that this city has been given into the hand of the king of Babylon by sword, by famine, and by pestilence. This comes in the reign of Zedekiah that they will have to suffer this. Behold, he says, I'll gather them out of the lands to which I have driven them in my anger in my wrath and great indignation, and I'll bring them back to this place and make them dwell in safety. They shall be my people, and I'll be their God, and I'll give them one heart and one way, that they may fear me always, for their own good, and for the good of their children after them. I'll make an everlasting covenant with them, that I will not turn away from them to do them good, and I will will not turn away from them to do them good, And I'll put the fear of me in their hearts so that they will not turn away from me. I'll rejoice over them to do them good and will faithfully plant them in this land with all my heart and with all my soul. For thus says the Lord, just as I brought this, all this great disaster on these people, so I'm going to bring on them the good that I'm promising them. Fields will be bought in this land of which you say it is a desolation. Without man or beast, it is given into the hand of the Chaldeans. Men will buy fields for money, sign and seal deals, and call in the witnesses in the land of Benjamin and in the environs of Jerusalem, 
in the city of Judah and in the cities of the hill country, in the cities of the land, cities of Negev, for I will restore their fortune, declares the Lord. He's saying, yes, judgment has come. Pain is coming, but also good days shall return to them. It won't be finished. God is still gracious. He's saying, even though they are going to suffer with the Chaldeans, with Nebuchadnezzar, I still have good plans for them. After they've paid their punishment, they'll come back into the good times. Chapter 33. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the second time, while he was still confined in the court of the God, saying, Thus says the Lord who made the earth, the Lord who formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you the great and mighty things which you do not know. For thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the houses of this city and concerning the kings of Judah, which are broken down to make a defense against the siege ramps and against the sword. While they are coming to fight with the Chaldeans and to fill them with the corpses of men, whom I have slain in my anger and in my wrath, I have hidden my face from this city because of all their wickedness. Behold, I will bring to it health and healing, and I will heal them, and I will reveal to them an abundance of peace and truth. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and the fortunes of Israel, and I will rebuild them as they were at first. I will cleanse them from all their iniquity by which they have sinned against me, and I will pardon all their iniquities by which they have sinned against me, and by which they have transgressed against me. It will be to me, a name of joy, praise and glory before all nations of the earth, which will hear all the good that I do for them. And they'll fear and tremble because of all the good and all the peace that I make for it. Thus says the Lord, yet again, there will be heard in this place of which you say, it's a west without a man or without a beast that it is in the cities, that is in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, that are desolate without man or inhabitant or without beast, the voice of the joy and the voice of the gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, and the voice of those who say, Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. And of those who bring the thank of offering to the house of the Lord, for restore the fortunes of the land as they were at first. God is promising them good times. He's saying, I will not forsake you. I'll still consider you, my children. Yeah, You're going to go through trouble, but you'll come back to this place and you'll enjoy it. So he says there will be in this place again. There will again be in this place which is west without man or beast and all in all cities a, inhabit, a habitation of shepherds who rest their flocks. Yeah, So life will come back to normal. In the cities of the hill country, he tells them, life will come back to normal. The cities of Judah, the flocks will pass again under the hands of the one who numbers them. So, their life will get back to normal. Life gets back to normal. Even when you go through trouble, you need to have the assurance and know life will get back to normal. It's not, it's not the end. It's not the end. God will still bring your life back to normal. Whatever situation you go through, you know, sometimes life hits hard. Yes, that's the truth. But you need to have the confidence in God and know that things shall get back to normal. He promises these people here, Israel, 
is promising Judah, saying, Yes, your land is desolate. They've taken everything. It looks hopeless, but it will get back to normal. Verse 14. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I'll fulfill the good word which I've spoken concerning the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I'll cause a righteous branch of David to spring forth, and he shall execute justice and righteousness on the earth. I hope you know who they're talking about here. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell in safety. And this is the name by which she will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. There is a promise of a Messiah here who is to come. The one who is to take away their sorrow, their pain. And he's called the Lord our righteousness. Philippians chapter 3 verse 9 says, And be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. They are talking about the Lord himself. Yeah? And he says, That is the one who shall come and will save you as Judah. For thus says the Lord, David shall never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel. And the Levitical priest shall never lack a man before me to offer burnt offerings and to burn grain offerings and to prepare sacrifices continually. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant for the day and my covenant for the night, so that the day and night will not be at their appointed time, then my covenant may also be broken with David and my servant, with David my servant, so that he will not have a son reign on this throne. And with the Levitical priests, my minister, saying, just like you're sure of the day and the night, be sure that David will always have somebody on the throne, somebody in his line, and priests also to minister. As the host of the heaven cannot be counted, and the son of the sea cannot be measured, so I will multiply the descendants of David, my servant, and the Levites who minister to me. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Have you not observed what these people have spoken, saying, The two families which the Lord chose, he has rejected them. Thus they despise my people. No longer are they as a nation in their sight. Thus says the Lord, If my covenant for the day and night stand not, and the fixed patterns of the heavens and the earth I have not established, then I would reject the descendants of Jacob, and David my servant, not taking from his descendants rulers over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but I'll restore their fortunes, and I'll have mercy on them. God is making it clear here that just as you're sure of the night and sure of the day, have assurance also that you will have people seated on the throne. Yeah? you will have people from the line of David seated on the throne. It's a promise he gives to them and tells them, be sure of that. Yeah, Do not lose hope. We shall close with chapter uh, 34. And he, he says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army with all the kingdoms of the earth that were under his dominion, and all the peoples were fighting against Jerusalem and against the cities, saying, now the war has come. Yeah? 
with Zedekiah. It has come. He tried to go behind Nebuchadnezzar who appointed him to rule Jerusalem and started to get alliances to go and fight Nebuchadnezzar and throw him out. But now the war has started. And now this message comes to Zedekiah and Jerusalem when the war has started from Jeremiah. Saying, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Go and speak to Zedekiah king of Judah and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am giving this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will burn it with fire. You will not escape from his hand, for you will surely be captured and delivered into his hand, and you will see the king of Babylon eye to eye, and he will speak with you face to face, and you will go to Babylon. Of course, Nebuchadnezzar, great as he is, is not the one that comes to fight this battle. He sits there and sends his envoys. He sends his generals. They are the ones who do this whole thing. They will, keep, they will, they will fight the battle. They will burn the city. By the way, they also burn down the temple. And now, they will take you back and you will face him. You will face the king, the great Nebuchadnezzar. Yet hear the word of the Lord, O Zedekiah, king of Judah. Thus says the Lord concerning you, you will not die by the sword. You will die in peace. And as spices were burned for your fathers, the former kings who were before you, so that so they will burn spices for you, and they will lament for you. Alas, Lord, for I have spoken the word, declares the Lord. Then Jeremiah the prophet spoke all his words to Zedekiah, the king of Judah in Jerusalem, when the army of the king of Babylon was fighting against Jerusalem and against all the remaining cities of Judah. Now, this battle didn't last a day. It goes about 18 months if you read the records. So they tried to put some resistance, but it was just for a time. Yeah. So he gives it to him while the war is going on during this season that lasts for over a year and a few months. Yeah. So this, he goes on and tells us the fighting happens also in the other cities of Judah. That is Lashish, Azekah, for they alone remained as fortified cities among the cities of Judah. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people who were in Jerusalem to proclaim release to them, that each man should set free his male servant and each man his female servant, a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman, so that no one should keep them, the Jew his brother, in bondage. And all the officials and all the people obeyed who had entered into the covenant that each man should set free his male servant and each man his female servant, so that no one should keep them any longer in bondage. They obeyed and set them free. But afterward, they turned around and took back the male servants and the female servants whom they set free and brought them into subjection for male servants and female servants. Remember, this was told to them even in the law, that there is a period to which you release. They had stopped doing this. And even when they had done it again, they went against their word. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Sing, thus says the Lord God of Israel, I made a covenant with your forefathers in that day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt from the house of burning, saying, At the end of seven years, each of you shall set free his Hebrew brother who has been sold to you and has served you six years. You shall send him out free from you. But your forefathers did not obey me nor incline their ear to me. Although recently you had turned and done what is right in my sight, each man proclaiming release to his neighbor. And you had made a covenant before me in the house which is called by my name. 
yet you turned and profaned my name. And each man took back his male servant, and each man his female servant, whom you had set free according to their desire, and you brought them into subjection to be your male and female servants. Therefore, what does the Lord say? You have not obeyed me in proclaiming release each man to his brother, and each man to his neighbor. Behold, I am proclaiming a release to you, declares the Lord. To the sword, to the pestilence, and to the famine. And I'll make you a terror to all the kingdoms of the earth. I'll give the men who have transgressed my covenant, who have not fulfilled the words of the covenant which they made before me. When they cut the calf in two and passed between its parts, the officials of Judah, the officials of Jerusalem, the court officers, the priests, and all the people of the land who pass between the parts of the calf, I will give them into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of those who seek their life, and their dead bodies will be food for the birds of the sky and the beasts of the earth. Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his officials, I will give into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of those who seek their life and into the hand of the army of the king of Babylon which has gone away from you. Behold, I'm going to command, declares the Lord, and I'll bring them back to the city. And they will fight against it and take it and burn it with fire. And I'll make the cities of Judah a desolation without inhabitant. God has said to Judah, your time is done. But also he has promised to them that I'll bring you back. I'll give you consideration and bring you back because he's a gracious God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your revelation. And Lord, we pray that you help us walk with you all the days of our lives. We love you, exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.